Friday. RawMikeRichards.com. Broadcasting live from the DKI Studios in downtown Toronto. 234 King Street East out of the Pacific Junction Hotel. Your Stanley Cup winners. Yup. Washington Capitals. A lot of hardware being hoisted by Ovi. And, you know, a lot of people feeling actually sort of good about it. I wasn't sure. Because people are so pissy. Everyone's angry all the time. People like me. But there he was after, what, 14 years? Yeah, a lot of guys don't get a chance to do it at all, so I, I know he appreciates that. And they were full marks, including our very own Dennis Marouk, who said it would be the Caps in five games. And for that, he wins nothing. We also have someone who did win something, and that's the Blade Tape, Raw Mike Richards Playoff Pool Extravaganza. We'll take a look at that winner because they get $500, courtesy of Ted the Viking. So that's a good one. Also, we have a winner of the Raw, the first 25 years book. And we'll make that announcement today, too. And then we congratulate the new premier of or premier-elect, I guess, of Ontario, Doug Ford. That's also going to make some people mad. Now, if you don't vote their way, people get mad. You're Hitler. Well, that's how it goes, so suck it. So, Dave, the Washington Capitals. Now, you're, you're, you're a Jets fan. Can you, can you be happy for somebody else? No, not really. Yeah, no. I'm with you. No. Like, I, you're like, it's a great story. Well... Yeah, if your last name is Ovechkin. Sure. Or you're, yeah. you're a season ticket. I get Pat, Pat Sajak. Big in his life. That's a big thing. See, a lot of people also forget that the Capitals used to be arch rivals of the Winnipeg Jets when the Jets were in the Southeast Division for that one year before oh, they moved to the Central. The Southeast of Everett. Remember the Jets over here? Washington, Florida, Tampa Bay, and... Um, uh, was Carolina? Well, no. no. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. Carolina, Carolina yeah. was in there, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to, because everybody was here, and the Jets were up there. Yeah. It's tremendous thinking there. <laughs> Something to do with that expansion yeah. team moving, and, uh, whatever. It's That's like, the way it works. It's just like the CFL, that heated uh, Montreal Alouette BC Lion Ooh. rivalry they tried to get oh, going. Oh, Labor Day. Labor Day. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, those two teams hate each other. <laughs> So, um, we also got some sad CFL news, and it has something to do with this. Okay, I did hear one. And it's something that, here's the ironic thing. It's something that me and Chris Walby talked about. Yes. But yeah. that's, all, you know exactly what Yeah, okay. So that's coming up in a bit. Good, because I was getting nervous for a while. I go, okay, now I know what it is. <laughs> now, now I know what it is. But it is. It, I'll tell you, it, as a, as a CFL fan, sucks. Yeah, big time. L- like, it just God, come on! Yep. I mean, have the Blue Bombers not been through enough? Loss? You know, with the with the brand new building, and and the people show up because they're they're great football fans. In that facility, they've had the worst luck. Yes, and it continues. So we'll talk about that yeah, in a in moment a too. Stanley Cup also awarded. Also surprising too. Just so just so you know, I'm going to throw in some uh, some US CFL mm. games. Was that it, I kind of forgot about. Was it the Baltimore franchise that didn't have the yes, last name? That's right. Oh, the, very good. The CFLers. Ouch. Yeah, but I the know. Stallions when they first came in? Yeah. Or was it? I can't remember. 
Well, they, they because the first year with Don Matthews, it was the Baltimore Football Club, and it's like just no. name them something. No. The Cats, the Stallions, the Birds, the the Grahams. Yeah, they just could, name them something. Not the Grahams. Did, yeah. Certainly not the Grahams. So, <laughs> the Washington Capitals. Yes. Look, here's why they're full marks. Number one, it just it was just sort of hard to watch as I'm looking at this expansion team that in this in the, in the finals finally looked like an expansion team, inexperienced, not not and and be able like the, the, the like in sport to me, it's always about pressure. If you're aggressive, something good happens. Even in basketball, let's say you don't even get the basket, but you're probably going to get fouled if you are the aggressor. And certainly in this series, and definitely last night, even when they were down, Washington were still the aggressors. It eventually pays off. And I got to tell you, Fulmar, again, to Barry Trotz, is anyone even talking about Barry Trotz? I mean, this is his team, and I'm also happy that he won, thinking of those years he was great in Nashville and didn't really have to work with a whole bunch. So courtesy and property of the National Hockey League, here it's 3-2 at this point, I believe, in the mm-hmm. third period. They're 8-2 in this period in Washington's favor. Spees is back for the puck in trouble against Smith Kelly. Howler's there to the blue line. Orpik kept the puck in. Score! Devontae Smith Kelly has tied the game. What do you do? Get in. Pressure causes turnovers in here. There it is again. First can't happen. Smith Kelly makes the hit. The play at the line, and another example of just getting the puck in. How many times did we see in game four? Turns to get away from Carlson. He's got a man in front. Centering pass. Backhand shot. What a save by... I just didn't think at this point that, that Vegas was going to get out of this alive. At that point, I thought Washington's way too close to win this. Way too close. Spees is back. Getting the puck away. Burakovsky in the middle. Quick shot. Three. Can't stop it. They've scored. Heads up play by Burakovsky. And then Flurry, watch his reaction to deflection. See again, deflection. Uh, not sure if he has it. That's a Stanley Cup winning goal and ugly. Yep. Not much for David Perron to do here. The drop of the puck. There it is. The Washington Capitals are Stanley Cup champions for 2018. He's won 15 NHL awards. The Rocket Richard seven times. The Calder, the Art Ross, the Hart, the Lindsay. In his 13th season, finally the biggest award of all. Well, there it was, and of course he also was the MVP, which yes. I think you said uh, a couple of days ago. Yeah. I want to say something. It just like that. seemed like it was it was trending. You know, if Jenny Kuznets have uh, a coming out party, if you're looking at drafting fantasy wise next year, he is officially a top ten player in the league. Uh, wins a scoring championship in the postseason. This is a pretty good Washington Capital team, but there will be some changes to it because I'm not sure if they're going to be able to afford John Carlson. Uh, will it be a playoff team? Yes. Will it be a Stanley Cup winner? No. Uh, but uh, you know what? We'll ask Phil Gray in about uh, 20 minutes if he has some preliminary odds for 2018-19 because I'm sure they're starting to navigate through the system and, and we'll we'll give them some ideas as well. That's how it works in the gambling world. The second that you have lost, yes. like it is over. The game is over. Your bet didn't win. You're like, oh, man. Hey, the early lines out. <laughs> like, here, 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 here. Yeah, Give me like, some futures. Hey, trust me. On Sunday night, when you're looking at your your parlay, your ticket, and you're going, fuck me. 
Hey Dave, are there any lines out for uh, for, for, for Thursday's for, game? Yeah, for, yeah, it's like, come on, I got come on, cha cha cha. Let's get back in it. Let's get back in it. Exactly. So I wanted to show you this video, Mike. Uh, uh, it's uh, uh, a little bit of an altercation between Marc Andre Fleury and Alex Ovechkin pregame. Uh, I was kind of jogging in between election coverage here on, on Ontario and and the actual game, and a lot of people never saw this. So this is something that maybe the Kings, maybe the Sharks. For sure, the Winnipeg Jets should have orchestrated in prior series, but this is what Alex Ovechkin and Marc-Andre Fleury were up to yesterday before the start of Game 5. It was choreographed like what we just saw here, Doc, but Alexander Ovechkin tried to agitate Marc-Andre Fleury, and look, he came all the way over. Now watch this. Fleury, that's no love tap. I mean, he's trying to send a message as well. So again, the gamesmanship before the actual big game, Gotta love it, Doc, because once you play against each other a couple of times, and those guys know each other for a long time from their days in Pittsburgh, Flurry, and of course, Ovechkin in Washington. No love lost there. A lot of fun. Keep an eye on those two here tonight. Oh, more more yeah. respect for Alex Ovechkin. I know which side you're taking, yeah. but I'm saying... Come, I, I, I think he should have harpooned his head off. <laughs> completely rattled him. Marc-Andre Fleury in this, in this final? Garbage. Where the hell was this in the in the Western Conference Final? Okay, here here's also what I'm thinking. Where's my team? Seriously, yes, exactly. Like if your quarterback and 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 a, and a DB comes up in the warmups and knocks the ball out of your hand or does whatever, I expect one Seven of my guys, my Giants, to come over and eat his face off. Yep. Bingo. <laughs> yeah, but he did the thing with the did when he was skating and he no no one. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I'm not going to play good anyway. <laughs> I'm going to let one in at the end. They're going to deflect and they're going to go between. I don't know where it is. Exactly. Then they go in the goal. Because sometimes when you're at that level and, and you're and you're focused on something and somebody decides to throw you off with that, that kind of stuff works. Trust me, it works. I, I'm not saying that was the lone reason why, but you get into someone's head and you start, you start reminding them about stuff and you poke and you jab and all of a sudden... A lot of gamesmanship, but uh, it probably helped out in the long run. Well, they were uh, winners last night, and so was Doug Ford. Doug Ford. Yeah, so, of course, now the the, the dismantling, uh, I suppose, of of anyone who felt that Ford wasn't the right guy. So now anyone, yes, who, voted, anyone who voted for Doug Ford probably is now Hitler, as everybody who disagrees with uh, the left. It's like, Hitler, uh, we'll see what he does. And uh, what I think is uh, really interesting is not that long ago, the premier-elect yes. uh, came into these very studios and talked to us, you know, very openly. And by the way, he didn't come in with a whole throng of people. He came just by wa- himself. He walked in like he was going to fix the furnace. And he got to the business, including answering literally any question we had for now, the premier-elect, Doug Ford. So for someone to want to be in public service, and I had the same conversation with Tim Hudak and, and the other guys I've talked to, I said to Dave, why would anyone want to do this? I mean, they go through your garbage. they got cameras in your backyard. Yeah. They don't leave your family alone. They talk to cousins and children yeah. and, and, and uncles and aunts. Yeah. And after a while, it would feel like they're crawling all over me. And I see your announcement while all this is going on. I'm thinking... Yeah. There oh, must be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, does a, does your wife turn to you and say, 
Are you kidding me? Or yeah, is it sort of, yeah, yeah, you know, d- at some yeah. point it's just in your DNA. It's what your family does. You just, it's that drive to serve the public. And, and sometimes that is the answer. What is it for you? It is. It's, the, you know, as, as corny as it may sound, it's about serving the public. It gets entrenched into you. When you continue to take 10 to 15 calls every single day, yeah. even when I wasn't a politician, everything from immigration to potholes to every every issue you could think of, I'm taking the calls. People are frustrated. You walk out there, hundreds of thousands of supporters, not just in Toronto, but in GTA. Get out there. We need your support. You need that voice for, for the average household. As we say, the little guy that doesn't have a voice unless... You know, unless you donate $1,000 to someone's campaign, they don't return your calls. They don't get back to you because <laughs> yeah. you aren't important. You're the little guy. But uh, going back to Rob, you know, uh, our, our city's made up of a, a massive amount of new Canadians, the ethnic community that, that absolutely love them. And we, we have that support because they come from other countries, not all of them, but some come from other countries that there's corruption. Just like Canada here, there's lots of corruption in government, that's for sure. And all of a sudden, they go to this country, and they can actually pick up the phone and call the mayor at home. And then the mayor calls you back at midnight, <laughs> which he used to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's unheard of. So, But they'd hear, you know, hear their concerns. He'd show up to their door, and uh, they'd have voters for the rest of uh, their lives here. You know, I, I, that, uh, once again, uh, Doug Ford, congratulations, by the way, uh, on, uh, on a massive, uh, and I mean a massive, win. Uh, tidal wave. Tidal wave of a conservative vote. Exactly. So over uh, 70 seats, I believe NDP got 40 and 8 for the Liberals and 1 for the Green Party. Yes, in Guelph. That was uh, Todd Halusko uh, spearheading that, I'm sure. Oh, he's very politically involved. Oh, is he ever. Although he does spell politics with a K, which I thought Yeah, it's a little different. A little different. Very, yeah. very Eastern European. Yeah, it is. That's the last name, I suppose. I don't know if I want Todd Alushko running my, running my campaign. Yeah, like I'd run. We talked, we joked about this yesterday. My good friend Jerry Forbes he goes, what about running? He goes, I go, are you, Jerry, between the two of us, the stories are horrible. You can't run. Dave Bastel can't run. You know what? Russell Graham could run. Russell Graham could run. Russell, Russell Graham yes. win. But uh, we're, we, we, are, we are definitely out. By the way, more winners. Let's take a look as the uh, massive... Uh, Raw Mike Richards, Blade Tape. Final in the playoff pool. Yes. It was tightly contested. Actually, probably no, it wasn't. Once certain teams were out, you're like, oh, man. I'm no longer looking at the standings. But if you were... Agreed. Stanley Cup chase, a total of 265 points, you are the first ever winner of our... Playoff pool, courtesy of Ted Nesbitt and Blade Tape, $500. Pretty good. There's a young Claude Millet, Clavo 2. He said, if if it plays out this way, I can't win. And he's right, he didn't. He got uh, 255, 10 points off. Mm. Then you had SC Hangover, Olvi, Chris from the Tokes, our good friend from Okotoks, Chris, who's been a lifelong Washington Capital fan. He's just happy to be in it. Then it falls down. Jumping the Sharks, Belfort Billions, Alberton Dave, Multiple scorgasms and running at the top ten. Some guys with facial hair is uh, is how that looked. And we will probably on Monday also be awarding the smack talker of the tournament because oh, there was also good. extra goods coming that way. So we'll uh, we'll do that. That was a lot of fun, by the way. Congratulations to all those that were involved, all those who signed up, because that was 
the the smack talk was the, the, maybe my favorite part. And we are now contemplating that we will do a World Cup mm-hmm. pool, which is going to be pretty interesting. And speaking of numbers, in a couple of minutes here, we're going to call Phil Gray from our good friends at Sports Interaction. We'll take a look at uh, World Cup numbers, maybe some of the prop bets. And who knows, maybe there are some future lines already on the NHL because the season's over. I don't know if he has it, but he can also probably look at certain numbers, But as our good friends at Sports Interaction always do. So once again, that's probably about 10 minutes uh, on the show. Uh, this also t- uh, tonight, I believe, is uh, so that's uh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Montreal Alouettes. Yep. And Johnny Manziel is going to see a lot of time tonight. So in the CFL, is that news? Well, it, it probably is. So we're going to see exactly what maybe sustained drives, maybe a touchdown, uh, to see what it looks like as Johnny Menzel is going to take the majority of the snaps. Last night, the Argos got obliterated. But, I, again, you this is preseason. If if your lineup is pretty much set, then you're sending in the B team. So uh, take what you will from preseason. I think for the Argos, it might be just guys that you're trying to put in these, you know, in second and third in, in, in given positions on the team. So I wouldn't read a lot into it. But in terms of of substantial news in the Canadian Football League, you know, Dave, unfortunately, it falls in Winnipeg, and it is not good news. No, it's terrible news. Uh, Matt Nickel, uh, Matt Nichols left practice the other day. Uh, with uh, a little bit of uh, knee problems. Uh, the Bombers announced yesterday four to six weeks for their star quarterback and MVP candidate and uh, the leader of the offense. So good news scenario that it's not midseason till end of year, but the bad news is, is it four? Is it six weeks? Is it two months? It's not great for the Bombers. Uh, backup plan. They don't really have one yeah. right now. See, that's the scary thing. That's that's what's so tough in this league. Yeah. And and the thing is, uh, we 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 discussed it briefly with Chris Walby saying, and I I brought it up to him. I said, what what happens if you know sixteen goes down with an injury? And uh, he he said, you know, I'm not going to quote him, but I don't want to think about that because I was thinking the same thing. And now we're in a scenario with with two quarterbacks that do not have a CFL experience. There is some talk that they may try contacting Darian Durant to see if they can work something out again. But to tell you the honest truth, uh, I think there was so much bad blood shed in the offseason about him taking the signing bonus, not showing up, not doing this, not doing that. Bomber fans would hate that idea of that Saskatchewan Rough Rider piece of garbage sitting under center no matter what. I'd rather go 0-5 than to have that crap in Winnipeg for the first five weeks. Mike, back to you. They're going to go after some sort of veteran, so that's where you know a Kevin Glenn sometimes shows up. <laughs> uh, in the day, Todd Dillon. Or Todd Dillon I would, yes, I would welcome. Maybe we get Todd Porras. I, mean, I probably, would welcome maybe, maybe the Cowboy, he, he, too. He, he's still in, in, in Winnipeg. But but trying to find, and, and, and this is just not a CFL thing. Uh, we've seen what happens in the NFL when your starter goes down. Yep. Your season, literally. Let me just talk to the Green Bay Packers. Oh, we get Hundley. I'm sure he'll be good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, how'd that work? And look, your whole season goes down the drain. The other thing that I don't, I didn't like about the injury is apparently as it was sort of dropping back, it wasn't a contact. No. There was no contact. No, nothing. And so when you go down like that, the first thing you're going to ACL, MCL, like, I mean, the first thing that goes Bingo. through your mind are those kinds of things. So that that's a real drag. And I think as a CFL fan, it also kind of sucks. It's just because I like to see everyone playing with their best players uh, going uh, full bore. And when you don't have your starting quarterback, that just changes everything that you do. Like, defensively, People, you know you're going to be in the field longer. You just are. 
So all the, the things are changing. You're not going to probably in your mindset right now go, okay, look, we're, we won't be playing with a lead. We got to get the ball back. You're going to have to start taking the ball away. It just changes everything that your team does. So that was uh, kind of some bad news. Uh, interesting, uh, as I was looking at uh, some of uh, the CFL, some of it, uh, it, the expansion in 95, you kind of forget where certain players went, including a former bomber. Mm-hmm. A month an hour ago, and Ty Cat. Eskimo. Eskimo. Uh, BC Lion. <laughs> yeah, so he's he gets around. He is. They've always said that about Matt Dunnigan. He really gets around. Do you remember when he played for the Birmingham Barracudas? Yeah. It, so depending on your age group, you're going, what? No, no, no I thought you were talking about CFL. Well, in 1995, it was. Birmingham Barracudas versus the Ticats. This is 1995, a look back of the couple of expansion years where they gave it a shot. This is what it looked like. Five yards short of regulation, but much roomier than the ones we saw in Memphis last night. The field regulation width fits nicely in here at Legion Field. Second and goal from the 10. Dunnigan has pressure, steps up. He's got room to run. It's a foot race at the end zone with O'Shea. Dunnigan diving for it. And they look. No indication from the official yet. Chased by Michael O'Shea when he was still a tie cat. Shy of the end zone. About an inch short of the goal line. Before this NFL season starts, before the college football season starts, that's what it looked like in Birmingham. They had some pretty big and loud crowds. It, it looked like, I mean, listen to it. It was going to be successful. And then, once again, college starts, and after that, it was an O-show. He takes off in the middle in that opening, and then it's just a foot race to the end zone with O'Shea. And, of course, you're going to take Dunnigan in that battle, and just doesn't make it before he gets pushed out of bounds. By I think today that's a touchdown. I, today, I think they rule that a touchdown. Yeah. That's a defensive player talk. <laughs> Third and goal from the one. Dunnigan straight ahead. Touchdown. Two possessions, two touchdowns, and the Barracudas love Legion Field so far. And Matt. Like as a CFL fan, when you're watching this, Dave, were you excited? I, I was I couldn't this was fantastic. Yeah, me. this is the Larry Smith era. Yeah. Commissioner Smith. Because they did. It was it was pretty exciting early on. So in, 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 in hindsight, people say, well, you know, it really failed. I said, yeah, but the injection of the money at the time, the Bingo. league was really hurting. It really helped. So in some ways, making that, the, taking the bridge money almost, if you want to call it that, it may, it may have saved the league. Because in 1995, that was not a great time. The CFL is a universe away from what this was. And I don't blame Larry Smith one bit for, for what he had done. And as I said, some of it, you know, just, just didn't catch on. But the the I mean, we'll take a look later on. But the Baltimore franchise, which literally became the Montreal Et, uh, Alouette franchise, almost exactly. Um, you know, the Tracy Ham era. I mean, the the domination and success. I mean, it was an excellent football team that they had in Baltimore, including that uh, opening game where Doug Flutie and the uh, Calgary Stampeders go down there, and there they're playing in that legendary uh, stadium where Johnny Unitas played. Like to me, it was just weird watching those players on that field. Yeah. Hey, Trivia question for you. Do you know what Larry Smith is doing right now? Because I just found out one second ago because I'm thinking he would be a good guest. Oh, I'd love to have He'd be fascinating. And he's a super intelligent guy. He's a businessman. Uh, He's got a, a, you know, um, a real pedigree. But uh, is he a consultant for something? He is a senator in Ottawa. He's in Ottawa, literally an Ottawa senator. Yes, not not the terrible hockey team. (laughs) But the actual part of government. He is the official leader of the opposition in the Senate 
So that would mean that he is the leader of the conservative side of the Senate. And uh, he uh, assumed office on April the 1st, 2017. See, that doesn't surprise me. Because there were times when he'd have a press conference and uh, and someone would ask a question in French and he'd go, like, wow. Yeah. Nominated it, it, by Stephen Harper, appointed by David Johnson. I don't think Randy Ambrosi's uh, breaking into that. No, no, he's not. No. I think Donald Crump wasn't breaking into uh, That's right, <laughs> Donald Crump. Don't get confused. <laughs> With the C. This was very, very different. So uh, we'll get back to some really kind of cool uh, highlights that we have uh, here this morning. And something that I came across, I've never seen this before. What happens when Irish people watch hockey for the first time? What do they say? Now, it's, I'm sure it's one of those shows where they handpick these people, but some of the comments are pretty funny. We'll get to that. But uh, we're going to look at uh, sports interaction, as we always do, our good friends. And uh, the senior lines maker, I believe, is what uh, Phil Gray is called. Senior. He's called a lot of other things, too. Trust me. I was texting with him last night during the yeah, game. This is his big big moment. Good morning, Mike Richards. Oh, look at you. You've even got the nice voice going on. Oh, I love it. He's ready to go. Are you uh, talking in front of a mirror right now? I, I can I can do my DJ's voice for you if you want. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah, I do. I want to hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> Gentlemen, put your hands together for the lovely David Bastel. Oh, that sounds great. Okay, that's strip joint guy. <laughs> Not that I have a problem with it. And not that you haven't been in one. Perfect for a show. <laughs> yeah, it is perfect for the show. So, Phil Gray, how are you doing, my man? After a very busy hockey season, it wraps up. And a terrible phone conversation two weeks ago. Uh, well, one of that, yeah. The, uh, the but, the, but, but we're back. Here comes yep. the come the Phil Gray comeback. People have been talking about. What was the <laughs> hockey action like for sports interaction uh, with Washington winning? What are the numbers like? Because I know in Vegas, if Vegas had a one. There were some books that were going to really take it on the chin. We took it on the chin last night, last night actually, with Washington winning the actual series. Uh, for the outright future that was posted uh, at the beginning of the season, uh, not so bad. We did pretty good. But uh, Washington winning the series was, was not a good result for us. And uh, Dave, David was texting me all night. It was uh, Tino Solani this and Patrick Laney that. And, you know, Blake Wheeler was there. <laughs> Sounds normal, yeah. They, the guess who should have been on and all that. You know, right? so, so. I, I'm trying to watch the game, and he was, you know, bugging me on. Yeah, well, is it, uh, you're telling me Dale Howarchuk didn't come up in this conversation because I find that hard to believe. Because it doesn't matter. We could talk about the the, the lunar uh, modular, uh, the, the 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 moon landing in the '60s, and I guarantee you, within six degrees, Dale Howarchuk had something to do with it. Well, it's funny you guys are talking about the CFL because you know I, I'm I'm old, not like not like you guys. You guys are young, but I remember you know what my father taking me down to the Mistake by the Lake to see uh, CFL exhibition games, and there was forty five thousand people down there. Oh yeah, you know. So yeah, yeah, I remember way back. You know. Well, it, uh, preseason has started already uh, for the CFL, and uh, there are some teams out west that seem to be favored. The Argos don't even really seem to be of of mention when you start talking about the like the futures and 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 uh to me they're the great cup champions and still nobody they no one gives them the respect they're the rodney dangerfield of the cfl and hamilton's two to one to win the great cup how, how, how's that for johnny football really? it's gonna be interesting to see yeah 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 really Hey, hey, yeah, hey. kind of a reactionary price, but uh, they, <laughs> yeah. they, they're, they're betting it for sure. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of one. Are you are you throwing up any Johnny Manziel props at all, like uh, some of our American friends are from time to time? 
I kind of stayed away from it. I, I kind of saw some silly ones out there, you know, yes. over, over, over 3,500 passing years. Yes, that's, some, that's some, right. Some like, yeah, but, you know, there, there's also an addendum in there. Must start game one for action. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it kind of it kind of got a little silly, right? Yeah, I, I mean, you're just taking the under on everything that you, you had there. But, I mean, the CFL, hopefully it'll be busy this year. We're hoping for a competitive year because there's always great numbers. And, as you know, when you play football, there's also, you know, a lot of different things that you can bet on. So, after this week, Weekend, the, the cuts will happen, and we're going to very shortly be talking about uh, CFL games. And, of course, uh, Sports Interaction will be very busy with that action. I'll give you some insider info. If you're betting CFL, which, uh, which a lot of our clients do, especially from out west, we have a really a really rabid fan base out there. For the first uh, five, six weeks of the season, you're going to see some inflated dog prices on, on road teams, and we usually uh, don't do well on that. So there's, there's some insider info, and that's, you know, we'll call that one of Mike's movers for this week. Ooh, How's that? Oh, oh. Bet the dog on the road, eh? Including Hamilton, who starts off in Calgary and Edmonton on back-to-back weeks. Have have uh, speaking of CFL, before we move on to some World Cup stuff, uh, Phil, uh, the Bombers missing their quarterback for the next four to six weeks has that affected the number at all, or have you left it uh, the same with Winnipeg and all the different props that go with the Bombers? Our CFL numbers, you know, don't uh, tend to be um, a lot more volatile than, than NFL numbers. They're they're a lot more stable in the NFL, and it, t- it takes a lot to to uh, to move it. So in the CFL, you're going to see some really crazy uh, um, moves and, and changes from week to week. So that yeah yeah you, you, for sure you're going to see a move there absolutely. Now speaking of World Cup, because there's there's a lot to take in here. So you've got. Uh, you know your your choice of so many options, whether it's World Cup matches, you've got World Cup outrights, the World Cup teams itself. Let's break that down a little bit because a lot of people are going to be familiar with obviously matches itself, but there's more than just the matches that you can bet on. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, fantastic! I mean, it's 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 across the board. It's one of our it's one of our biggest um, uh, events of of. of you know, the, the betting decade, actually, it rivals the Super Bowl. And we actually, you know, it's sure. our, our take, our take on, the, on, on the entire meme, it's a month-long thing. It's going to be about four times what we'd actually take on a Super Bowl. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we've got, the, you know, the finalist Pinata up there. I know David loves his Pinatas. He can get uh, 150 to 1 if he gets uh, the, the right two teams. Hey, hey, hey. Who would you get? Who would you get, Dave? Well, as far as the piñatas, uh, I, I never did the finalists because I just saw that up the other day. Right. Uh, but I did get total goals for the tournament. Uh, that was right. a great bet. You know, while, while we speak here, Phil, let me just do it right now because I'll, I'll show the audience how easy it is to actually bet the piñata while we're talking. I'm signing into my account as we speak. I know this is marvelous for the television audience right now. I'm clicking on piñata. It's really easy. Here it goes. And finalists i'm gonna i'm gonna bet my my one dollar because i'm not sure what i'm gonna get and my finalists gentlemen this isn't bad <laughs> see i saw his face i thought oh this no, no, isn't no. bad he, he, did, he, he wasn't crying <laughs> no, no no just wait look he doesn't want to lose that dollar trust me that dollar means a lot germany versus belgium Ooh, wow, that, that's uh, close. That's actually a possibility when you look at some of the numbers you have. You have both of the, Germany's your betting favorite right now. Uh, Belgium's in your top eight. That's not bad, Phil. You might you might be paying me some money at the end of this. What were the odds on that one? Uh, I got it at 150 to 1. So my one dollar one hundred and fifty to one. That's that's right. I, I was hoping you're gonna get the Netherlands because I wanted to use my soccer announcer voice. Can I can I do that, Mike? Well, you can do that, even though the Netherlands aren't in the World Cup, but yeah. uh, knock yourself out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Robin! Splendid effort, Robin! How's that? <laughs> 
So you yeah. don't get that anywhere else, no. but on this show. And right there's now. a reason why you don't get it anywhere. I mean, I don't know if the girls, I don't know if the girls at Shapery or Super Sex like that voice, but uh, I guess I'll go with it. Now, in terms of the outrights, as you talked about, I, I, well, so Thursday, June the 14th. Okay, so there's your first game. It's it's Russia and Saudi Arabia. And as we talked to James Sharman yesterday, the Russians aren't very good. <laughs> they really aren't. And so right now, I'm looking. The draw, Dave, is a four four two. I would be very curious in the draw and That's very appealing and the and the under. Yes. I think I know Saudi Arabia's not going to score a lot of goals, and Russia doesn't have a whole bunch of talent really. Uh, they're they're there because they host it, so uh, that that'd be a little thing. But in terms of the other numbers, the outrights have you have you seen a lot of action so far on the World Cup, or do you think people are just kind of waiting? Well, we certainly do, and we see we see it a couple of years in advance um, it, where it it gets steady and it, it continues to grow. Right now, um, one one certain concern for us and uh, some of the some of the experts out there have, have uh, tabbed France as a real possibility to get to the final. And they opened at uh, twelve to one. We've got them down to five to one right now. You can get them at six to one at some other books, but that's a it's a pretty heavy liability right now for us for 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 one of the teams that actually you know has a chance. Yeah, they'll implode. They'll start uh, sniping at each other. Yeah, it's it's France. I I also know there's another number that looked pretty. So Belgium is 11 to 1. See? Belgium is 11 to 1. But even the Germans at a 4.75, if you, I mean, you're not getting horse races where you think the favorite is going to pay almost five times your money. Almost doesn't happen. So it's, this is is good to play. I I imagine, uh, Phil, that Sports Interaction will do very well with this. Well, yeah, for us, uh, the World Cup, as I said, it's a, it's a, it's a great revenue generator, and uh, all we need is a couple of draws through the tournament, and uh, we tend to do very well when when that happens because we we don't really see a lot of action on the draws. Now, are you uh, are you a soccer guy? You knew the name Robin, you know, for the Netherlands, so I'm 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 intrigued. Are you someone who actually watches a little bit of footy? Uh, a little bit. I, I was a goalie back in the day. You know, I dove into a into a goalpost once. Like I still got a scar on my head. I can tell a couple balls off yeah. of the head too. Eh, oh. Gray? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. What's in the wa- what is in that water bottle? Could I just can I can I smell that water bottle? Uh, well, I, I believe I was twelve at the time. <laughs> Such a promising career, too, Phil. Uh, and then Sasha's crying. Oh, my brother's hurt. I got to do something to help him. And we're like Sasha, not now, not not in front of the other people. So uh, anyway, so uh, Phil, thanks so much for joining us here this morning. We appreciate it because there's, as I said, a lot of great numbers. We're certainly going to be on this, so we'll be talking to you all summer long, uh, definitely once this tournament starts because, once again, it gets fast and furious, and there is good money in football if you really know what you're talking about. So, Phil, we'll pick this up again, and we'll have ourselves a wonderful World Cup summer. Thanks, guys. We'll talk anytime. That is uh, Phil Gray joining us from Sports Interaction, and as I mentioned beforehand, like there is, if you like Germany, Yep. Then a four seven five is is a nice number. I got them at five ten uh, earlier in the summer. So it's it's dropped even since then. Brazil yes. Brazil is a five twelve. That's a lot of people. I, France I don't believe in. I, I don't I don't think uh, France. Spain. James Sharman said, look, uh, they've gone through that cycle and they're kind of back on the higher ebb. Don't count Spain out. And if you don't, that's a seven three four. Argentina is a nine. Belgium is a fat eleven. England is in there at. Uh, 17 and Portugal is a 19. Yeah, it's a very public team. I mean, people will sit there and go, I like England. It's like, do you know anything about them? No, but England's always there. Yes, and England always fails to get to the quarterfinals. So, and the big fat loser they're saying is Saudi Arabia. Well, Um, at uh, almost a thousand to one. In life life or in in soccer? 
Uh, just soccer. Oh, okay. Just just checking. So I don't know how he gets it. 909.00. Just say 1,000, Phil. We get 1,000. Hmm. We can we understand 1,000. We do. How do you get out 909? Um, By the way, I have, I have some props that I actually have made for the golden boot. Uh, top goal score. Uh, I have uh, Robert uh, Lewandowski, uh, Poland. Uh, uh, Lewandowski. 30 to 1 to win it. Divers. Anyway. Here's 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 another one. Best South American country. Mm. If you if you're on Brazil, mm-hmm. it's a one nine three. That's almost double your money on a team that's right now, depending on who you talk to, favored to at least be in the final. Argentina is a two eight. Uruguay is don't uh, sleep on Uruguay, but, but um, don't sleep on Uruguay. They have a nice path. Charmin talked about it. They'll win the group with nine points. Given three wins, three points per win, nine points. They'll get the second seed. They'll they'll face the second seed in the uh, round of sixteen. I think it's almost a given that they're minimum quarterfinals. I just say Uruguay. I said don't sleep. I thought you said don't sleep in Uruguay. No, you don't want to do that yeah, either. No, you, never. Where is where's my wallet? Yeah, my clothes. Not saying that they're Steelers, but some of them are. Uh, we. Uh, don't have uh, some of the big countries, as you know. We mentioned Netherlands. You all know that uh, Italia, Forza Italia. I mean, Azuri out. Yep. No Chile. No or Chile. Yeah, Chile. It's all of some people that they get all the accents right. Shot it. Also, Ireland. Mm, no Ireland. It's terrible. It is. You made the baby Jesus cry. Denmark. Anyway, uh, <laughs> soccer. They, they love their soccer. Now, if you've been over there, you know they also love their Gaelic sports, too. But do they like hockey? Well, years ago, Theo Fleury hmm. was a member of the Belfast Giants. Yes, they actually was. St- still follow me on uh, on Twitter, and they send stuff. They're, they're awesome. That's in the north, obviously. But in the Republic, what is their understanding of hockey? Well, for more, as a scientific study, here's what it looks like when Irish people, and we can see their faces, when they watch hockey for the first time, and this is a match between... Uh, this is a national one between Canada and Russia. Here's the Irish play by play. Here is some coffee crisp. On here is, is some there? of Eastern Ukraine. How many referees is there? The referee has a number as well. And is there a puck? Like, is this. I can't see one. Are they. I'm sure there's one somewhere. This isn't some sort of synchronized <laughs> ice dance. Yeah, it's beautiful. Can't wait till they start knocking the faces off each other. There, okay, there's the puck. It's like like the snitch in Harry Potter. They're like, oh, we'll see it eventually. I wonder if the keepers have any idea where that thing is, actually. Mm. How many players do they have? 16. Well, there's a 42. Oh, he's the most Russian-looking man. He is very Russian-looking. <laughs> What's, it's so hard to keep track of this thing. Mm. There's been very few tackles so far. Yes! Whoa! Boom! That is a move. Oh, he caught that. You see that? You know, flicked it up. Yeah, come on. Come on, get a fight into you. Don't be smiling. And Anasamov. Well, they wouldn't be able to say my name either. <laughs> it's kind of strange, but I understand why North Americans hate soccer after watching this. It's just confusing. It's just watching loads of people move around, except with no dialogue. Oh, nice. Yes. That was fast. Yeah, that's why people love ice hockey. Still, no goals. No. Almost 20 minutes of play. What a goal! That looked unreal. Was that a thing? Did you see that? 
No, I did not. See. I thought when? that the go I didn't. I thought it didn't go in. Kind of the husband. Ekins. Ekins. He's subbed off. Doing your job, son. He looks like he won a competition to play. Like he's just been to enough hockey games that his loyalty card got stamped. It's like, oh, actually, yeah, you get to play today. Fight! Yes! Yeah. Fight! There we go. Oh, oh. Was there a punch? Was there, was there a, a slight push? See, there you, there you have it. Uh, and I thought it was interesting because it was the girls who wanted to see the fights. Yeah, I was going to say. And the other guys couldn't read English. <laughs> it's, it's and speaking of, of girls and fighting, and I know you want to hear this. Oh, boy. But have, and Dave, you've been to mixed martial events. Yes. Martial arts. Uh, whether it's UFC or you know one of the other ones, I've, and, and boxing events, you've been to live boxing before. I'm I've been, that. I've been. Uh, not only have I covered ring bo uh, live boxing, I have been in the corner of uh, of a Canadian middleweight champ. Which one was it? Uh, Larry Sharp, Larry, Larry Razor Sharp. He was uh, a middleweight uh, Canadian champion for about I'm going to say 18 months. 20 months, just under two years. And uh, when I was with uh, King John Boxing as, uh, as a, a rider, promoter, blah, 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 helping him out and get the releases out and stuff like that, we traveled to uh, a couple different places. Montreal was one, which is massive because we were at the Bell Center uh, and Larry had a title defense in front of about 12,000 fans, which was pretty good. That's really cool. We were in Edmonton a couple times uh, at a convention center, so that was only about 5,000, 6,000 people. But, uh, yeah, we I was actually in the, in, uh, in the corner for, uh, I'm going to say, three fights from him and then two others from another one. And the funniest, funniest story, because now that I'm thinking about it, uh, I'm in Edmonton, and I'm in the corner of a guy named Die Hard, John McLean. His name's John McLean. So his nickname was Die Hard. McLean. Exactly. Not 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 German, but yes, exactly. Uh, and he asks me a favor, uh, and, and I said, "What's that?" I said, "Could you could you videotape this my match from uh, from the ringside perspective?" Because he'll get the television tapes, but he wanted it on his own phone. And I said, "Sure." So he's he's fighting. He has a rocky first round. In the second round. He is pulverized and knocked out. Oh, that's that's. And oh, I'm recording it, and I'm it's like, the worst. I, your if, your heart's just breaking. It, it totally that's is terrible. It totally is, and I'm and I'm recording it, and I'm like, I'm not I'm not commenting because he can he'll hear it later when he's conscious again. Jeez, that guy's really beating the shit out of you. <laughs> Seriously. Hey, hey, I just he saw was, the video, Dave. He was he was cool. Uh, he was it was it was basically unblocked. <laughs> punch oh, to the face terrible. that knocked him out that and, is I, and I was like oh god and it's like a oh, tough one here's your phone back <laughs> yeah. but see here's the other thing too and, you, and it's an interesting point that you bring up that when you get to know fighters a little bit and, and certainly if there's even a personal connection yes Boy, that makes it hard when they go oh, in the ring. It really, really tough. It, it's now, it's fun when they win because oh, yeah. Larry oh, yeah. had like seven or eight title defenses before he lost to uh, a, a French guy in Montreal. But but and it's awesome. The victories are great. The celebrations after it's. It, but when you lose, it's like there's. It may not be anything worse. The only thing I can compare it to is it's probably worse than football because. It's as worse you, than football. It's as, worse than football. As you know, as you know, in football, you're preparing for that one goal the entire week. You're five, six days leading into it. Usually five, you're walking through the day before, and then you play your game. Everything leads to that one game. Boxing, it's 90 to 120 days that yeah. leads to that one thing. Yeah. And if you lose that one thing, 
gone. And it's so personal. There's only one other guy. You're yeah. watching football, unless you're like the, the father of the, the quarterback or something. Bingo. Generally, it's a team game. You can live with like tackling and who gets. The... There was a situation. So when I was out in Calgary, so I used to hang around with uh, Dale Cowboy Brown and, yep. and his group. And, yeah, I, I've, and, I've seen him and fight. And he was great. He yeah, out that actually, times. when I got into shape, he's one of the reasons why. I yep. mean, it was, it's unbelievable if you do that. Uh, and then Willie DeWitt was out there. Willie DeWitt, one of my all-time favorites. He's still, hey. A lot of great uh, Olympic memories. He could still go. I wouldn't. He's a lawyer. And Is you he really? Yeah, eh? and, and let him win. Oh, I didn't know let that. Let him win. I did not know that. No, it's really. And, and uh, so we promoted a fight, and I think it was Matt. I want to say his first name was Matt. Matt Mihailov. And so here's this big kid, like a big kid. He was, he was heavyweight. And so, or maybe even light heavyweight, but I think it was heavyweight. So he trains all over the place. So they're down in Hollywood, Florida. You know, they go down to Vegas. I mean, he was working his ass off. So he goes in, he has this fight. And of course, he came on the show. His trainer comes on the show, same trainer as Willie had. And so we're sitting there. We have a big night. It was out in uh, Chestermere, actually. And so the place is packed and match the, the the headline, and he gets out there, Big Mac, and 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 as the first round goes by, and he's having his way with the guy. Like, that's when it's awesome. You're like, yes. yeah, high five. Yes. Yeah, we're all going yes. crazy. He gets out in the second round, and within 20 seconds, it's like the energy uh, button, the on button got turned off. Oh, jeez. It's only the second round. Oh, no. So rounds and rounds of this of him... Like looking like he all of a sudden after he can't lift his arms up. Now they end up giving I don't know how he won the fight. They end up giving him the fight, so it's a little, <laughs> little, little bit of maybe maybe Putin. You know, it was one of those kinds of uh, uh, judgments. And I said, what, what happened? And we found out later on the show. He goes, Matt suffered from athletic induced asthma. Oh, jeez! I've never heard of that in my life. So he went out there and then couldn't breathe. Oh man! So this is why he just all of a sudden everything sort of collapses, and he's he's trying to turn his head so he won't get his head kicked in. Oh, I've athletic induced asthma. I've never heard of that to this. I've to, never. I've since. never. You're the first one to yeah. tell me this existed. Because I and so it's curves over. So he can't. He, yeah. He's worked that that hard, and then it's over because the money gets out there and and the respiration everything gets up. He's yeah. going to stop breathing. Terrible. Uh, well, your earlier story about Cowboy, uh, he was on a, a pretty decent card in Winnipeg once. They had it at Canwest Global, which is the outdoor baseball facility. And, uh, is that where the Gold Knights play? Yes. Okay. And, and Dale yeah. Dale was on the undercard of um, Donnie Lalonde's comeback fight against Virgil Hill. The, so, not the Golden Boy. What did they call him? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah the Golden, Golden Boy. Yeah. yeah, Golden Boy against Quicksilver, Virgil Hill, who was a multi-time uh, IBF champ and, and so forth. And he was, he, you know, they were kind of, this was already out of the stage where Donnie fought Sugar Ray and lost to him and stuff like that. This was his comeback. So this was about fight number five. And he was on a roll and Virgil Hill stopped him in front of a sold out uh, stadium. And uh, Cowboy was part of the undercard. They It was actually a massive card in Winnipeg. There was probably about Probably about five thousand fans, six thousand fans That's cool. outside. That's great. Uh, they had the canopy where 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 you know the diamond would have been, right, and all the seats. So they kind of transformed it. And of course, when you're fighting outside, weather's a factor. But it just happened to be a a, a really nice day in Winnipeg. And and sure enough, yeah, it was uh, it was good good boxing match, good boxing card. I haven't been to one in a while. That's what actually, I said. You know, so. I should figure out where one is and go. Well, you know what they they now have, you go to Vegas. Well, well, those are those are the those are the big ones. But they even have them here from time to time at uh, at uh, the Fairmont. Uh, I, I've been to a couple of different oh, fights we should, here. We should check yeah. that out. Then. Yeah, yeah. And, and and now they have a they have a 
They have a company here that's uh, uh, co-owned by um, the the heavyweight uh, Lennox Lewis. Uh, it's called Global Something Boxing. It's based out of Toronto, but they fight all over the place. So maybe something to look forward to when the next fight comes up. Here's another fight that uh, I haven't seen. Um, in fact, I, th I believe you'd have to be in Japan to see it. Now, I've heard of certain tag teams, and, and maybe so have you. And we featured a lot of the big fights the other day, including my memory of the obese Calhoun, <laughs> Haystacks Calhoun, the Arkansas hillbilly guy in the, uh, <laughs> in the denim overalls. So I guess the thinking was in Japan, hey, let's get two huge guys together, because for the Japanese, it will seem like, like two sumo guys, like yes. the size of like 85 Japanese people. This is from Japan, and they actually put together Haystacks Calhoun and Andre the Giant. Oh oh, that referee's pretty good, too. Oh. I don't know what that is. Right in the middle of the fight, they throw that out. Nice job. Uh oh Haystacks not on top of... Oh, right on top of Andre. They push. Haystacks right on top of Andre, and he's in trouble. Yeah, look at well, He's in obvious pain, Dave. I think he's actually laughing. I think he's actually giggling. Look at all the people. Look at Haystacks. He's bigger than the whole crowd. Oh, that guy's in great shape. Oh, that... Oh, <laughs> well, Dave, here comes the Japanese guy. He's giving Andre the giant all he can handle. Until now. <laughs> he goes. Haystacks, Calhoun, and Andre the giant. Awesome. The world's largest... I, mean, I don't know if you get a bigger... Ta oh, look at that. The Japanese now not enjoying this match. Now he's throwing them around like children. We got to get one more. Come on, get one more haystacks in here. Oh, look at what is he? What is that? Are there two guys? Oh, he's got the double. The double nutcracker for Andre the Giant. Those haystacks can only watch from afar, hoping to get in. See, haystacks is so big, even just to try to tag him, he can't even get his arm in there. It's so fat. <laughs> he's just throwing these Japanese guys around. How much would you pay to see something like this? Oh, oh, he got out of it. They, the, the Japanese can't believe it. Coach Frank is watching this. Five hundred dollars. <laughs> this is this is bizarre. This is bizarre. As you come, look, look at haystacks. That's quite the look there. Look at that. I've seen overalls, but not quite cut off at the knees like that. No, no. That must be. Uh, okay, I think we've seen enough of that. <laughs> Russell, would you pay money to go and see that? Let's go to the Russ cam. Let's go to the Russ cam. Would you would you <laughs> would you pay money to see Andre the Giant and Haystack Calhoun fight Japanese guys? What's that parking enforcement guy doing? Hundred percent, I would go watch that. How much money would you uh, would you pay as we? Uh, probably at most ten dollars, but I'd still pay ten dollars. Ten dollars? <laughs> oh no, you went driving by. He drove right by. Did he? Yeah. We're, okay. As you know, we're we're scrambling as as, yeah. as the parking See? enforcement come. Yeah, green green pee app. Yeah. It works. Yeah. Use it. Trust me, it does work. Uh, something else we want to get in. We we sh uh, showed uh, Matt Dunnigan with the Birmingham Barracudas. Do Barracuda. Do you? Uh, I, they should have played that, but I know they did. Yeah, no, they didn't. Big Here opportunity. Come your jing 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 jing
Memphis Mad Dogs, the quarterback. Can you can you guess the quarterback? Uh, Memphis Mad Dogs, Tracy Ham. No, no, he was with Baltimore. That is correct. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Damon Allen. It is yeah! Damon Allen. Let's <laughs> let's go to the tape. Twenty-two. Damon Allen's going to air it out. Looking over the top, he's got Joe Horn. What a grab by Joe Horn! All the way down to the Saskatchewan forty-three-yard line. That's a pass that went sixty-five yards in the air. I do remember. I, actually, I've got a I've got a Bulldogs uh, offensive lineman uh, jersey, all signed by the whole team. He's the number one receiver for Memphis, and nice coverage by Randall in the hip pocket. But watch Horn fight for position and cut across Randall's body to make the catch. Just a nice job when the ball was in the air for Joe Horn to cut across, fight for position. I remember Joe Horn. It's in the NFL, too. Yeah. Go for it. Horn won the battle. That's a gain of 44 yards. He didn't go to the Saints, did he? Was it the Saints? Yeah. 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 When he threw it. Damn. What a throw by Damon Allen. And a great catch by Horn. Here comes the reverse. Eddie Brown. Eddie Brown. Damon Allen out in front of him. Joe Horn was trying to block there, and now they've dropped the ball. It's Saskatchewan football at the 46-yard line as Horn lost the ball. See, that is just, uh, once again, that's 1995 when that happened. And so I was going to ask you another question, but, of course, you're going you're gonna to get this one. But this is... Uh, you never know. Rusty, I had a question for you. I'll, I'll ask you really quick. Uh, the Memphis Mad Dogs, was that named... Uh, after dogs that were mad in the in the Memphis area, uh, that's from an R. Graham in Toronto. Yeah, it, it was. As a matter of fact, they were really mad mm. because they didn't want to fight. <laughs> and a guy named Michael Vick said, "No." If, <laughs> oh, I knew it. You're gonna some, you're gonna love this. I knew it had uh, something to do with everywhere that. Everywhere I go, people love Michael Vick. Everywhere I go, well, not not as much as you thought, Michael. The uh, final game, which was uh, that we have today. Yes. And you already guessed that one. The Baltimore Stallions. Yeah. And this is the San Antonio Texans. Oh, yeah. Is it not San Antonio Texans? Because they had some players. This is just interesting. See, it's Houston. Houston Texans stole that name. Well, let's just take a look at this. And with plenty of time, he's got all day. Now here comes the rush. Gets away, gets a block from Pordonish. Now scrambling back. This looks like Tarkenton. Wide open clock. Touchdown. That was a good team, and, and eventually goes on and wins, and wins a great cup against Calgary in uh, Saskatchewan that year. Bought some time, Bruce. It had to happen. It had to be a touchdown pass. I'll tell you what. That's the athlete Tracy Ham is, enabling him to do that. But what a great job by that offensive line. What's also interesting is uh, when they talked about ES ESPN2, the deuce, as they called it, hmm. called these games. It was Gus Johnson. I forgot. Just Johnson was really? Gus Johnson was doing CFL games. Oh, I didn't know that. that that's um, that's that, unbelievable. I would have never guessed that. And, and that was there awesome. Is Robert yes. Clark all by his lonesome. Clark, the eight-year pro, and there's the point after off the foot of Huerta. And Baltimore has grabbed the lead back here. We've had several lead changes here uh, in the early football. going. Football. Oh, football. Uh, Texans quarterback at the time, uh, Jimmy Kemp. Oh, Jimmy Kemp. Yes. Wow, that's amazing. David Archer was with Sacramento. That's correct. Know, he actually, uh, once once the uh, American teams left, he actually stayed up with the CFL and yeah. had uh, pretty good years. Well, that, that team he had in Ottawa, you know, yes. uh, when they were still the Rough Riders. And they said, that's it. Stop calling teams Rough Riders. Yeah, the Red Blacks looked pretty good last night. And it will be all about, I'm sure, it for uh, TSN, the Johnny... 
football story tonight in Montreal. He'll get all the snaps. Let's get ready to like, he could play that whole game. I'm very curious to see what happens. At hey, least half. Thanks for joining us here. Uh, it was a great week. I had so much fun. Yesterday was awesome. James Sherman in the studio. Have yourself a great weekend. We know you will. Because right now, it's drinking time. Drink it up. Cannonball. Cannonball. Cannonball.